Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. Not only am I Pastor Scott, I'm also glad that you're with us today on this Casual Conversation. We're looking uh, this uh, spring at new beginnings in the Gospel of Mark. The first week, we take a look at a passage of Scripture, and then the next week or so, we have conversations with guests whose lives uh, demonstrate uh, some particular truth that we learn from that passage in Mark chapter 1. Well, this week, we're going to see a new compassion, a new compassion evidenced in the life of Jesus. We find the story in uh, verses 40 to 45 of Mark 1, and Lana is going to read those verses for us. Good morning. Listen as I read Mark 1, 40 through 45. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded, for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it, and to spread the news, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. Thank you, Lana. Today, if... um... If you happen to see someone with uh, worn-out clothes and uh, very raggedy and torn and their hair wild and bushy and making enough racket to be heard coming uh, two miles away, you wouldn't wonder who that was. You'd know what it was. It was a teenager on their way to school. Well, in in Bible times, if you saw someone like that, uh, someone wearing clothes that were torn up, messy hair, crying out so loud that you could hear them from uh, two miles away, you wouldn't wonder about them either, especially if you could make out the word unclean. You would know that person was a leper. You would know he or she was rejected, that people were suspicious. People steered clear of them. You would know that that person had little hope. The story in Mark chapter 1 that Lana read for us is a, is a picture of a very, very sick man one who would probably live out his life in misery and die a slow, painful death. If you remember in the prior section of Mark chapter 1, we talked about how Jesus left a a successful ministry setting because he wanted to go somewhere else and share the good news. He said, that's why I've come. So he was in Galilee and met this man because that's why he had come. This man is why. Jesus came out. And so just as Jesus embarks on his ultimate mission, he gets ready to to seek and to save the lost, he comes across this man with leprosy. Mark could not have been any clearer in his storytelling. This man is why Jesus left where he had been. This man and millions of others are why Jesus left heaven to come to earth. Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came 
to seek and to save the lost. So when we hear this story about a man with leprosy, we know that it goes beyond the physical healing that Jesus was able to accomplish that day. This man and his story provide us a picture of someone afflicted with sin. So let's look at some uh, different aspects of the story and discover the new compassion that Jesus models. First, we see uh, an undeniable affliction. This man had leprosy. Now, leprosy was a disease that was dreaded. It was a situation and sickness that was feared, was painful. It, it caused loneliness in people's lives. They were ostracized from their community, from their families. They didn't want anybody else to get sick. It was a deadly disease. People who got this disease knew that it was probably going to end in their death. They were rejected and humiliated. There was physical anguish, mental anguish. Everybody knew about it, and most of all, the leper. And so this affliction was undeniable, and his heart was probably hardened by it. But then he heard that Jesus was coming. There was good news. You, you see, Jesus came to him. Now, this man could live anywhere, albeit alone, except Jerusalem and walled cities. He could even attend church if, if he was careful to isolate and keep social distancing. So there was, there was hope there in a sense. But the real hope came when he heard that Jesus had come. In, in other words, though lepers and, and leprosy were feared and in many cases avoided, you could find them anywhere, even in the church. And the good news is you can also find Jesus anywhere. And I would change that to say, especially in the church. So he was saddled with this uh, undeniable affliction. But he makes an unbelievable appeal. The rabbis of his day taught that cleansing or healing of leprosy was as difficult as raising the dead. Difficult. As difficult as raising the dead. Well, the leper had heard of Jesus. I wonder what he thought of Jesus. I wonder if he thought he was a charlatan. I wonder if he thought he's a fake. I wonder if he thought he really can't do it. I wonder if he thought, well, I'll try anyway. Whatever. He came asking to be made clean. There are only two times in the Old Testament when miraculously was cured, or when leprosy was cured miraculously by divine cleansing. But I'm sure he had heard about them in synagogue. And that was enough to give him a sliver of hope. He'd heard about how Miriam had gotten leprosy and the camp had to just stop until she was cleansed. Naaman, that uh, Gentile, had gotten leprosy but he was healed in the Jordan River. So he had heard about a rebellious Jew and a Gentile who were healed of leprosy. And that probably gave him hope. But there were treatments, and time helped in some cases. Um, the Old Testament even made provision for ceremonial cleansing after leprosy was cured. 
but a truly infected leper was thought to be hopeless. Yet we find this man somehow hoping to be healed. So he made an unbelievable appeal. He asked Jesus to do the impossible. Hear him. And that's just what Jesus did. Not only did he pronounce him clean, he cleansed him. He didn't just say, okay, I'm going to look at you as if you're clean. No, he made him clean. And that's what he'll do today. And we're going to get back in just a moment. We're going to take a break uh, for a word from Momentum Ministries, and we'll get back to our story and see the uh, unprecedented action that Jesus took. But first, let's take a break and hear from Momentum Ministries. Nothing can take the place of a thorough and intentional exposure to the Word of God. We can help through our books and email devotionals. The CLIMB series of devotional books will take you through the Bible in a systematic way, giving you a breadth of knowledge of the Word of God. Reading a chapter a day, you will quickly cover large portions of the Scripture. Each chapter is accompanied by a devotional thought to help you understand and apply the Bible to everyday life. You can find these books on our website. But did you know, you can also have these devotionals delivered to your inbox every morning. Visit our website and sign up for the daily emails. Jesus spent time in prayer as he sought to live a life pleasing to his Father. Please join us in prayer for the kingdom of God to come in our world and in your life. Also, if you wish to share a prayer request with us, you can do so on our website. Pastor Scott will be honored to pray for you. Now, let's get back to today's casual conversation. Thank you, Momentum Ministries. Now, uh, let's let's get back to our story. Uh, as you know, Jesus had come out to, uh, to Galilee, and he had come out specifically to find this man as well as others, but this man who was a leper, and this man served as an example of someone who was afflicted by sin. And in spite of his undeniable affliction, this man made an unbelievable appeal. I want to be clean. Make me clean. And in response, we see that Jesus took an unprecedented action. Now, Jesus doesn't just study the problem. He didn't just form a committee. He didn't pray about it to see what God's will was. He didn't ask the man to come back later to see if he was in, in earnest. He healed him. And how he did it is just as significant as the fact that he did it. And he saw the pitiful condition and heard the persistent confession of the man's helplessness. Jesus was moved in heart. So moved, in fact, that he touched him. He touched him. He touched him. You know, we've just come through or we're coming through COVID. And uh, we remember what it was like, especially in those early days when we were afraid to touch anything. We were um, wiping down our groceries or anything else that came, and, and we just didn't want to touch anything for fear that we would contract COVID. Jesus, though, in spite of the social stigma that was attached to leprosy, in spite of the fear that was part of his culture when it came to leprosy, this man received the touch of Jesus. Jesus touched him. Oh, no. Now Jesus was infected, right? Now Jesus was unclean. No, that's not how it worked. The Bible says Jesus put forth 
his hand. I, I remember when um, someone put the, forth their hand for me. It was my uh, pastor, Nelson Perdue, at Pioneer, Ohio, Church of the Nazarene. And I was a 14-year-old boy, and I didn't know up from down about spiritual things. But I remember standing at the end of a service in an altar call or an invitation to faith in Jesus was being given. And I didn't know what to do. Other people were going down front and praying at the altar. And I was, uh, I was just kind of overwhelmed by a sense of need in my own soul. Even as a 14-year-old boy, I recognized the fact that, that my sins needed to be forgiven. But I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what to do. And I vividly remember. Uh, Reverend Nelson Perdue stepping down off the platform, taking two or three steps toward me and holding out his hand as if to say, come with me, I'll help you. He put forth his hand for me. And Jesus put forth his hand for this leper. Uh, Jesus had such a great love that he did something unprecedented. Stretched out his hand and touched that leper. And not just that man. Jesus touched me. He didn't care that, that I was dirty and despised. He only saw that I was unclean and unloved. And he reached out and cleansed me and loved me. No, we may worry about Jesus' purity, but he doesn't. And aren't you glad? Remember this. When Jesus touches you, he doesn't get dirty. No, you get clean. Verse 41 says that uh, Jesus was moved with pity or with compassion. That word can also be translated indignation. Jesus was indignant about what leprosy had done to this man. He was indignant that there was nobody to help him. Jesus was indignant that people had given up on this man and thought of him simply as hopeless. He was indignant that this man was deemed untouchable. To Jesus, that leper was not untouchable. Or you think about it, the teen that we described at the uh, outset of this podcast, that teen uh, with the loud music and the torn clothes, that teen is not untouchable. I was not untouchable that day when I came to Jesus and Nelson Perdue stretched out his hand for me. And the good news for you, you are not untouchable either. Jesus is willing and anxious to touch you, to cleanse you. He is here to do it today. That man found Jesus that day. The leper found Jesus that day because Jesus had purposely come out. That is why I've come, he said. Perhaps Jesus in this podcast, has come to where you are today, purposely, indignant because of what sin and despair and darkness have done to you and are continuing to do in you. Perhaps Jesus has come in this very moment, this moment that you're listening to this podcast. Perhaps he's come to touch you. He's angry, angry at your undeniable affliction, that sin. It may be hidden from others, but it's glaring to you and it's eating away at you and you're trapped in, in it. And perhaps you're trapped in loneliness and isolated, maybe even that way in the church. And Jesus is indignant about that. 
I would encourage you to make an unbelievable appeal. Jesus will touch you if you ask him. He's willing. He doesn't mind the reproach. He's already taken your reproach on Calvary when he died on the cross to save you and me and every other living soul from sin, from hell, from death in the grave. He defeated sin there on the cross. He has rendered it powerless in the resurrection. And he has come. He's come purposefully to seek and to save the lost, to cleanse the leper. He is willing. Are you? Pray together. Father in heaven, I thank you for sending your son Jesus. That Jesus was not afraid to be dirty. That Jesus didn't worry about my uncleanness. But he gave me his righteousness. And I am clothed in the righteousness of Christ because of that great love. And for those listening, I pray that all of us would, would make an unbelievable appeal that you would touch us and that you would take unprecedented action, forgive us, cleanse us, and make us new. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you uh, for joining me on today's casual conversation. I invite you to come back next week as we have a conversation with a wonderful friend of mine, Lisa Dace. Lisa called out to God when she contracted COVID and God touched her. It's a great story. I hope you'll, you'll uh, tune in next week and, and hear that. Well, God bless you. I pray that you have a great day. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.